Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recording started. This is Wednesday, October the 13th, 2021. Coming at you from the WCWSHQ here in Trinity, North Carolina. This is, of course, episode number 275 of the WCWS Radio Network's weekly pop culture review show. This is, of course, WCWS Outside the Ropes. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, coming at you from the HQ here tonight. This is Mr. WCWS, Chad Hinshaw, on the line here with you. As the rest of the panel, way too tough to handle. Uh, well, with, of course, the announcement that AEW Dynamite will be on, of course, this weekend and next weekend. Uh, <coughs> or I'm sure te- are getting themselves, of course, prepared uh, for tonight's edition of Revolution, which will be coming on, of course, a little bit later in the evening. So, ladies and gentlemen, I will be, of course, on here, uh, of course, bringing you your uh, pop culture history and birthday report here, of course, courtesy of our friends at 411mania.com. Also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, I will be bringing you tonight's pop culture history and birthday report. And also, ladies and gentlemen, to get you prepared for tonight's edition of Revolution, I will be also bringing you some wrestling news tidbits, also courtesy of our friends at 411mania.com. If you wish to, of course, uh, join us and chime in, want to chime in on anything and everything that we have planned on talking about here, of course, here this evening, please feel free, of course, to give us a call. The phone number, as always, is 1-605-562-0444. Caller ID 141387-POUND. And by all means, please press that one if you wish to to chime in as we said, on anything and everything that we have planned on bringing you, of course, here this evening. I do see on the time on the wall, it is 6.24 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. As we said, of course, this is Wednesday, October 13, 2021. Of course, before we start off bringing you, of course, with uh, with some news courtesy of 411mania.com, we are now going to turn it over to our Amazon Echo Dot 
to bring you, of course, several several stories, of course, uh, coming in, of course, from our friends at CNN. In order to, of course, bring that to light, I have to say the following phrase. Alexa, current news. Chad, here's your news. From CNN. CNN 5 Things is sponsored by Cisco. Hello from CNN. I'm Afomadike with the five things you need to know for Wednesday, October 13th. President Joe Biden announced efforts to tackle the global supply chain crisis in the U.S. Around the world, ports are badly congested because of increased demand for goods as much of the global economy slowly recovers from the coronavirus pandemic. During a speech at the White House Wednesday, Biden said the nation's largest port, the Port of Los Angeles, has agreed to operate 24-7 to help ease the challenges. By increasing the number of late night hours of operation and opening up for less crowded hours when the goods can move faster, today's announcement has the potential to be a game changer. Biden says the night hours are critical for moving goods because routes are less crowded than during the day. He also said that among the retailers promising to accept more goods at night are Walmart, Target, and Home Depot. FedEx and UPS will also increase their overnight operations, he said. Actor William Shatner, best known for playing Captain Kirk on Star Trek, was overcome with emotion Wednesday following a trip to the edge of space with three other crew members. What you have given me is the most profound experience I can have. I'm so filled with emotion about what just happened. I, I just, it's extraordinary, extraordinary. I hope I never recover from this. Shatner, who was 90 years old, made history as the oldest person to ever travel to space. He blasted off on board the New Shepard spacecraft developed by Amazon founder Jeff Bezos' rocket company, Blue Origin. Shatner was joined by Audrey Powers, Blue Origin's Vice President of Mission and Flight Operations, and paying customers Chris Bosshausing and Glenda Vries. The mission was 10 minutes and 17 seconds long from takeoff to landing. A Washington, D.C. jail is facing potential civil rights violations after the jail failed to get treatment for a January 6th rioter who needs surgery. A warden and director of the Department of Corrections were also held in civil contempt for failing to turn over medical records for defendant Christopher Worrell. Worrell was indicted on six charges related to the January 6th insurrection when he allegedly marched with extremist group the Proud Boys and used pepper spray on police officers. He has pleaded not guilty. According to court records, he's had a number of medical issues in jail, including needing surgery for a broken hand and care for non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. A federal judge said he would refer the case to the attorney general to see whether the Department of Corrections is violating the civil rights of January 6th defendants. Some good news on the COVID front. New forecasts from the CDC have deaths and hospitalizations declining over the next four weeks. The average number of new daily cases is also declining in the U.S. At today's White House COVID briefing, Dr. Anthony Fauci said that's all well and good, but vaccines are the only way to end the pandemic once and for all. Because we're dealing with a situation where you have a highly transmissible virus and where the dynamics of the virus are at 80 to 90,000 cases a day. That's not where you want to be. Social Security recipients will see a major boost to their monthly payouts next year 
but it's not all cause for celebration. CNN's Anna Sterla explains. The Social Security Administration announced Wednesday that recipients will be getting a cost of living adjustment of 5.9%. That's the largest increase since 1982. It means payouts will increase by $92 to an estimated average of $1,657. But before recipients get too excited, the reason for the payment hike is because inflation is also on the rise. The annual cost of living adjustment is based on a one-year rise in inflation and it affects the approximately 70 million people who get Social Security. That's all for now. We'll be back at 11 p.m. Eastern Time with the latest headlines whenever you want them and wherever you are. Alexa, stop. And we do thank the Amazon Echo Dot for bringing us, of course, those stories courtesy of CNN. And, of course, Amazon Echo Dot, ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen a very useful tool of course, in case you need to check, of course, today's weather, check on, like I said, little news tidbits. Also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, when you're not near your computer or smartphone, you need something looked up very, very quickly. Uh, it, could, it, would be, it would be able to access it right away here for you, whether you need it for a job interview or, of course, for a, a, a project for, uh, for your child from, for school. And also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, if you order anything, off of Amazon.com, of course, it will give you, of course, uh, all uh, any uh, updated information about uh, when it's been shipped and when it is on it is when it's on its way, of course, to your home. A very useful tool indeed, of course, the Amazon Echo Dot, a preferred instrument, of course, used by us here at the WCWS Radio Network. So definitely, if you don't have one already, go ahead and get one here today. It is a very useful instrument to have indeed now ladies and gentlemen of course when we get with that taken care of at 6 30 p.m eastern standard time let's go ahead and bring you of course some some stories courtesy of course of our friends at 411mania.com of course as you know we here at the wws radio network thank our friends at 411mania.com for allowing us to read their stories on all of our shows of course in addition to right here of course on outside the ropes we also, of course, also, of course, on Revolution, Wolfpack, Raw Radio, as well as, of course, Power Hour, WCWS This Morning, as well as Wrestling Revisited, Wrestling Debate, and also Sports Machine. And we hope to, of course, get a lot more of our shows up and going here very, very soon here uh, in, in the next couple, last, next several months of 2021. So we can definitely, of course, <coughs> We can definitely, of course, ladies and gentlemen, uh, <clears throat> we'll definitely, of course, utilize, of course, all their stories, of course, whether it comes from the pop culture scene, the wrestling scene, or any other categories, <coughs> excuse me, that they, of course, uh, that they, of course, do their, their reports on. So definitely a very useful uh, news site indeed. Our first story here tonight, ladies and gentlemen, Jeremy Thomas posted this story. Here this evening as a heels as a showrunner for the show heels on talking about a possible season two and also some takeaways if the show doesn't return heels aired his first season finale over the weekend and showrunner mike o'malley has weighed in on a potential second season and more o'malley who executive produced the show and served as season run showrunner while also appearing on screen as florida wrestling dystopia owner charlie gully told variety that he and the writing team 
already breaking stories for a potential second season. The show has not yet been renewed by stars. The wrestler Nick Mondo, who served as a stuntman on the show, recently said that he's gotten some rumblings that there could be a second season. O'Malley also spoke with Deadline about the show, and you can, of course, check out. Here's a couple of highlights, of course, relating to a potential renewal or a cancellation. On if their safety protocols will change for, for potential season two, O'Malley says, Truth, man, I don't think it's going to change for season two. No, I think this will continue. If we go into production in March, I think that everyone will be wearing masks at least for another year. I don't see how you can be doing it any other way. I think that our business, more than any, more than other businesses, have diverse range of ages. You know, just everyone is out there working. And there is, you know, crews can have people from the age of, you know, 18 to freaking 80. And, you know, 15 to 80. And, you know, we got a kid who's eight years old on our show. We have to be safe. And I just think I, for work, keeping people healthy, what could be more important? We look at this, Dominic, what's, with what's going on here with, IATSC right now. People are talking about rest and long days, which 100% we need it. Well, why wouldn't that also extend to keeping people healthy? I'm not saying it doesn't. I think it should, but that's the most important thing. On the biggest takeaway for the show, if it is not renewed, O'Malley also says, you know, the cast of the show, the things that they've had to do in terms of getting physically ready with their bodies to learn how to wrestle, especially the guys who wrestle, and then to carry the voluminous amount of dialogue that oftentimes I am this person who shoves it in their mouth because I love actors. The show is playing because of them, because of how much they've dedicated this themselves to this show. As a writer, you're always looking for actors who can elevate the material. We have great scripts, and obviously <clears throat> I'm proud of my own writing, and Michael Waldron is an incredible writer who's extremely accomplished, and Pete Siegel, and Jessica Lowry have just absolutely crushed it. But these actors are the ones who have who had to expose themselves in the way that they did. So when I look back on the season, I think about the inherent trust that they've had to have in the health and safety team and doing this, knowing that they are going to be in close quarters with people who are breathing and knowing that being in close quarters with people that you didn't know who were, were breathing was a leap of faith on a set for a television show. The thing I want everyone one of the reasons I want everyone to watch the show is because of their work. I think they've all done incredible work, all of them. So we'll definitely, of course, be watching out to see if they plan on doing a possible season two of this show. Our next story comes to us from Jeremy Thomas tonight. As the movie VHS 94 scores biggest, the biggest movie debut in the history of the Shutter Channel. VHS 94 is a major success for Shudder, scoring the most watched movie premiere in the streaming service's history. Shudder announced on Wednesday that the latest entry in the found footage anthology franchise had more members watching its debut in its opening weekend than any other prior movie premiere on the service. The film was an original reboot of the franchise that kicked off with the 2012 movie VHS. It was followed up with 2013's VHS 2 and 2014's VHS Viral. The new entry is the first in the series to be released as a Shudder original film and has been a hit with critics with a 96% aggregate score on Rotten Tomatoes. VHS has been one of the most fun and influential horror franchises of the 2010s 
providing a showcase for a new generation of filmmakers like David Bruckner, who did The Night House, uh, <clears throat> uh, Radio Silence, who did Ready or Not, and Ty West, who did The House of the Devil. This was said by Shutter General Manager Craig Engler in a statement when producers Josh Goldblum and Brad Miska told us what they had in mind for VHS 94. We knew we had to commission it as a Shutter original production, and their amazing lineup of directors delivered something truly special. Our members have embraced the film with record-setting viewership numbers, and critics are calling it one of the best horror film movies of the year. The film is described as follows. In VHS 94, after... In VHS 94, after the discovery of a mysterious VHS tape, a British police SWAT team launched a high-intensity raid on a remote warehouse only to discover, discover a sinister cult comp compound whose collection of pre-recorded material uncovers a nightmarish conspiracy. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you, of course, with this being the Halloween season, if you're into those, if you're into, of course, uh, that, that, that genre, that genre, and like I said, this movie would be, of course, here for you. Uh, but definitely check it out, of course, if, if, if of course, <clears throat> if you, of course, like those movies indeed. Ashish posted this story here today. As Squid Game tops Bridgerton to become Netflix's biggest series launch ever. Very interesting indeed. Squid Game has become Netflix's biggest series launch ever. Surpassing Bridgerton, this was reported by Deadline. According to Netflix, the dystopian South Korean action drama has drawn in 111 million viewers in its first 28 days, surpassing Bridgerton's 82 million. Keep in mind that Netflix counts any viewing of at least two months of at least two minutes in these figures. The show has become a global hit and quickly became the number one show on Netflix in 90 countries after it debuted last month. Thanks in part to Netflix's worldwide strategy of subtitling and dubbing, dubbing the show into over 30 languages. After Bridgerton and 82 million, part one of the French series Lupin and season one of The Witcher are both at 76 million. Sex Life <coughs> season one and Stranger Things season three both hit 67 million, followed by Money Heist part four at 65 million, Tiger King at 64 million. The Queen's Gambit at 62 million, Sweet Tooth at 60 million, and Emily in Paris season one at 58 million. In terms of movies on Netflix, Extraction is currently number one with 99 million, followed by Bird Box at 89 million. Netflix did post this on their Twitter account yesterday. Squid Game has officially reached 111 million fans, making it our biggest series launch ever. Of course, that's for those who actually have it, which, of course, I am not one of those people. So, so glad it is doing quite well. Jeremy Thomas posted this story today as The Rock regrets publicizing his issues with Vin Diesel, says he meant what I said. Dwayne The Rock Johnson meant everything he said when he took his feud with Fast and Furious co-star Vin Diesel public, but he regrets doing so. As you likely recall, Johnson posted to social media back in August of 2016, referring to some of his male co-stars as unprofessional and too chicken, you know, to do anything about it anyway. Candy, A-S-S-E-S. -S -S -S. 
It was later revealed that Johnson's issues were with Vin Diesel, whom, who he butted heads with creatively on the set of the of Fate of the Furious. During an interview with Vandy Fair posted on Wednesday, Johnson was asked about his comments and said that he regretted having shared his thoughts publicly. Nothing specific happened, just the same old mess the Great One said about what caused him to make the post, and that just wasn't my best day. He went on to say it caused a firestorm, yet interestingly enough, it was as if every single crew member found their way to me and either quietly thanked me or sent me a note, but yeah, it wasn't my best day sharing that. I shouldn't have shared that, because at the end of the day, that goes against my DNA. I don't share things like that. I take care of that kind of BS away from the public. They don't need to know that. That's why I said it wasn't my best day. Johnson went on to say that he meant what he what he said <clears throat> for sure, but to express it publicly was not the right thing to do. He confirmed that they did have a meeting soon after in his trailer to settle the matter at the time. Well, there was a meeting, he said. I wouldn't call it a peaceful meeting. I would call it a meeting of clarity. He and I had a good chat in my trailer and it was out of the, that chat that it really became just crystal clear that we are at two separate ends of the spectrum and agreed to leave it there. The beef appeared to be squashed a couple years ago, though it was brought back up a, a touch when Diesel said in an interview promoting the movie F9 that the issues came from him trying to give Johnson tough love to feel his performance. Diesel said that we had to get there, and sometimes at that time I could, I could give a lot of tough love, not Fellini-esque, but I would do anything I'd ha have to do in order to get performances and everything I'm producing. Johnson responded to a question about Diesel's comments by saying that I laughed and I laughed hard. I think everyone had a laugh at that, and I'll leave it at that. And that I wished them well. I wish them well on Fast 9. I wish them the best of luck on Fast 10 and Fast 11. And the rest of the Fast and Furious movies they do, and Fast and Furious movies, they do that will be without me. So the Rock, that's why the Rock is not going to be appearing in any more, um, in any more, of course, uh, <clears throat> Fast and Furious movies. But like I said, I mean, at least it was like I said. At least, of course, we got to hear a little bit more about about the, the truth here. Jeremy Thomas posted this story yesterday. As the trailer for the movie Scream has arrived, Ghostface is officially back in business, and business is as good as the trailer for Scream is here at last. Paramount Pictures and Spyglass Media Group released a trailer for the highly anticipated sequel on Tuesday, and you can look at it right here on this page if you'd like to come to this page here. In addition to some pretty tense scenes, the trailer reveals some of the story for the upcoming film as Ghostface is apparently targeting people related to the attacks in the 1996 film. We get, we get the return of Sidney Prescott, play, played by Nev Campbell, who remains a bad A-double-S. As she says at one point, I'm Sidney Prescott. Of course, I have of course I have a gun. And of course, Gail Weathers, played by Courtney Cox and Dewey Riley, played by David Arquette, are along for the ride as well. They're joined by Marley Shelton as Deputy Judy Hicks and franchise newcomers Kyle Gallner, Mason Gooding, Gooding, Mikey Madison, Dylan Minette, Jenna Ortega, Jasmine Savoy Brown, Sonia Amar, Jack Quaid, and Melissa Barrera. 
The film was directed by Matt Benton, Benton, Bentonelli uh, Open and Tyler Gillette. It was script by James Vanderbilt and is set to release on January 14th of next year. The official synopsis is 25 years after a streak of brutal murders shocked the quiet town of Woodsboro, a new killer has donned the ghost face mask and begins targeting a group of teenagers to resurrect secrets from the town's deadly past. <clears throat> so, and there's a trailer, of course. The trailer is on this page if you wish to, of course, uh, check that out. Again, of course, like I said, for all the horror movie fans out there, uh, <clears throat> that is, of course, my personal opinion. Ashish posted this story yesterday as the trailer for the Home Alone reboot in, in title, entitled Home Sweet Home Alone is officially here. Disney has released the first trailer for the new Home Alone reboot titled Home Sweet Home Alone which will premiere exclusively on Disney Plus on November the 12th. The original Home Alone starred Macaulay Culkin, Joe Pesci, and Daniel Stern and became a major hit and Christmas classic. Home Alone 2 brought back Culkin and much of the original cast and also was a big hit. However, the franchise fell off after that as the next three films didn't feature Culkin. This will be the sixth Home Alone movie. The new film stars uh, Archie Yates from Jojo Rabbit as Max Mercer who essentially is replacing Culkin's Kevin McAllister character. The plot is the same as the original. Mercer's family leaves for Christmas vacation to Japan instead of France, France this time around and leaves him behind. A married couple played by Ellie Kemper and Rob Delaney decide to rob Mercer's home and it's up to the young boy to defend the house. The cast also includes Alcine Bay, Kenan Thompson, Timothy Simons, Pete Holmes, Ali Mackey, Chris Parnell, and... Devin Rattray as Buzz. Borat, Borat co-writer Dan Mazur is directing, is direct, is of course officially directing the movie. So, <clears throat> so of course, ladies and gentlemen, uh, uh, we have no idea about when this is, uh, this movie is, okay, I, I, I'm sorry, I did say that on November the 12th is when it's going to come out. So next month, it'll be on Disney Plus if you have that access to that service. But it is the Six, I already believe it's six Home Alone movies already. <clears throat> Our next <clears throat> story here, Jeremy Thomas posted this story on Saturday. I'm sorry, on Sunday, excuse me. As Chris Hemsworth hypes a bigger, badder sequel to Extraction. <clears throat> excuse me. Chris Hemsworth is looking forward to getting started on the sequel to Extraction and hyped it as bigger and badder than the original. Hemsworth starred in the original film, which released on Netflix last year, as a mercenary hired to rescue the kidnapped son of an imprisoned international crime lord. Celebrating the film's stunt team's uh, Taurus World Stunt Awards win, Hemsworth posted to Instagram to hype up the film to come. He wrote the following. He says, huge wins for ad extraction film at the Taurus World Stunt Awards. Massive thanks. And congrats to the incredible stunt team for putting themselves on the line, <clears throat> making extraction, extraction the massive success it, it continues to be. Shooting for the sequel begins soon, and believe it or not, it'll be bigger and better than the first. Stay tuned for more chaos. Extraction quickly became a hit when it released in April of last year, and a sequel was quickly commissioned. Plot details have yet to be revealed for the film, 
which Joe Russo is efficient, which which Joe Russo is writing. <clears throat> but of course, like you can check out Chris Hemsworth, Chris Hemsworth. If you have access to Instagram, you can check out Chris Hemsworth's post as him thinking, of course, the uh, the stunt team that was, of course, involved in in the very in the first movie there. So. So congrats, of course, here indeed. As we just stated here just a moment ago, Jeremy Thomas posted this story on Sunday. Ghost as the, as Ghostface returns in the official poster for the movie Scream. Ghostface has made his return on the official poster for the new Scream movie. Paramount Pictures and Spyglass Media Group have released a poster for the film. Of course, it's right here on this page. The poster features the franchise's titular franchise's killer costume with the tagline teasing that it's always someone you know. As we said, the film is directed by Matt Benton, Bentonelli Open and Tyler Gillette from a script by James Vanderbilt. It does star Nev, Nev, star Nev Campbell, David Arquette, Courtney Cox, and Jack Quaid, Melissa Barrera, Jenna Ortega, Marley Shelton, Dylan Minnette, Mason Gooden, Kyle Gauner, Jasmine Savoy Brown, and Mikey Madison and will release on January the 14th. So like I said, uh, the Scream movie will, of course, be is making a comeback here. So, But I guess this time showing it in the, in the new, for the new generation, I guess you could say. <clears throat> Jeremy Thomas posted this story on Sunday as The Many Saints of Newark was a success on HBO Max and did boost Sopranos to a streamer record. Hmm. The many saints of Newark may not be setting fire to the box office, but it's become quite the success on HBO Max and boosted the Sopranos to record numbers for the streaming service. Variety reports that while the film has had low returns at the box office, grossing $7.4 million to date, the film ended last weekend as a top performing title on HBO Max with ease, tripling the next closest competitor. The film outperformed several HBO Max day and day releases on the service around its budget, including Reminiscence and Cry Macho. However, what the report's most interesting most interestingly notes that the arrival of the film has boosted viewership for The Sopranos by 65% in week-to-week -week viewing, pushing it to the highest daily viewership in HBO Max history. We knew that there would be interplay, but we were surprised. This was said by Andy Forsell. Executive Vice President, General Manager, or Warner Media Direct-to-Consumer. The Sopranos is such a popular series. It pops in and out of the top ten from time to time. And it's not a juggernaut like Friends in terms of breadth, but it does very well. Purcell noted that the arrival of the prequel film allowed for people to be introduced to the series, or in many cases reintroducing it. It was absolutely the highest week for, for the Sopranos ever on the service. I'm not shocked by that, but I am quite surprised that it's topped that that but, it, but I'm quite surprised that it topped that much that fast. But what do you expect? It is actually the movie is kind of in a ways tells of the early days before any of that happens. So I, so duh. We're just kidding. Jeffrey Harris post and Jeffrey Harris posted this story on Sunday. As Cillian Murphy is set to star as J. Robert Oppenheimer in the ne next film directed by Christopher Nolan. 
<clears throat> per deadline, Universal Pictures and Christopher Nolan's sin copy had confirmed that Cillian Murphy from the movies The Dark Knight and Dunkirk will star in filmmaker Christopher Nolan's next film entitled Oppenheimer as the, as the scientist J. Robert Oppenheimer, the father of the atomic bomb. The film is currently due out for a July 2023 release. Universal Pictures recently land <coughs> excuse me. Universal Pictures recently landed the rights to the film after a heated bidding war with other major studios. The film will be shot in IMAX with Universal Pictures releasing the film theatrically theatrically world, worldwide and in North America. Universal also agreed to accommodate Nolan's desired 100-day theatrical window for the film. Cillian Murphy will be reteaming with Nolan who he has worked with on multiple films in the past, including, as we said, the Dark Knight trilogy and also Dunkirk. Nolan is writing and directing the project, which will be produced by Emma Thomas and Atlas Entertainment's Charles Robin and Nolan himself. It will be based on the Pulitzer Prize-winning book, American Prometheus, The Triumph and Tragedy of J. Robert Oppenheimer, which was written by Kai Bird and the late Martin J. Sherwin. Speaking <coughs> on the project, Universal Film Entertainment Group Chairwoman Donna Langley stated, Christopher Nolan and Emma Thomas's films have shattered the limits of what cinematic storytelling can achieve. We are thrilled to be working alongside them on this exceptional and extraordinary project and are grateful for their shared passion and commitment to the theatrical experience. Production will begin on Oppenheimer early next year. It will be shot with a combination of IMAX 65mm and 65mm large format film cameras. Nolan will be collaborating with cinematographer Hoyt Van uh, Hoytma, editor Jennifer Lame, and composer Ludwig Gornson, who did Tenet and The Mandalorian. Oppenheimer is due out in theaters on July 23rd, 2023. So, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it right there with some of your pop culture stories here, of course, here uh, over the last from over the last several days. <coughs> So, like I said, anything else we do that does come in, of course, we'll definitely, of course, report it here to you. If not, before we go off the air tonight here on Outside the Ropes, we will definitely, of course, give you a little bit of an insight about it on Revolution episode 1054 coming up, of course, at 9 o'clock. 1605-562-0444. Caller ID 141387-POUND. This is, of course, episode <clears throat> number 275 of WCWUS Outside the Ropes here. This is, of course, uh, Wednesday, October 13, 2021. Uh, it is 6.55 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Mr. WCWUS, Chad Hinshaw, of course, on the line here with you. As the rest of the panel, wait you to the handle, of course, we're still going to be are taking it easy. As we said, of course, <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen, with no AEW Dynamite coming on for the next couple of weeks, of course, they are probably... Uh, checking out other th other wrestling uh, stories and other things as well. And hopefully we'll be hearing from them, of course, coming up a little bit later in the evening. And just as we give you this real quick note here, folks, uh, <clears throat> Revolution episode 1054 will be on, of course, here at 9 o'clock, 138055 pound. Of course, in addition to our news and views and history and birthdays, which will be brought to us, of course, by both the human suplex machine, John Gross, and also the soul man, Justin Lewis Fleming. We will also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, bring you, of course, our thoughts and opinions about what happened last night, of course, on NXT. And also, ladies and gentlemen, with the fact there is not going to be an AEW Dynamite here tonight, 
we will of course do our best here to uh, uh, keep you up to date with everything, uh, all the uh, other activities that will be taking place over the next several days. Of course, in the world of in the world of of course professional wrestling. <coughs> also, of course, in addition, ladies and gentlemen, we'll give you any other updates that we do, of course, have, including uh, as far as our King of the Ring and Queen's Court uh, poll matches that are currently up on WCWS Dynasty. Remember, you can go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash <coughs> forward slash <coughs> excuse me, Dynasty Forever to, of course, cast your votes in to see who will, of course, win the, the title of WCW US as King of the Ring and also who will win the title as the first member of the WCW US Queen's Court. And of course, as you if, if you remember, of course, the the what the winner earns here, the King of the Ring will earn a shot at any single male, males, uh, men's, of course, WCW US Trivia Championship, while the women, while the one, while, while the female participant who wins the Queen's Court will win a shot at any of the of the ladies uh, WCW US Trivia Championships. So. So a lot riding on this here as well. There's a couple more days to go on voting on this as we will talk about that, of course, coming up this Friday night. But get your votes in, of course, here today for that indeed. In the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, let us now go ahead and check out today's pop culture history and birthday reports. As you know, of course, we bring you general pop culture history and birthdays. Also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we will bring you history and birthdays as far as uh, movies, television, music, and also sports. <clears throat> so be sure to, of course, uh, be sure to be sure to, of course, like like I said, listen in on this. Some of this may be, of course, be featured as well on uh, as John and Justin bring us their uh, wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays a little bit later on Revolution. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let's check that. Let's check out some of this history here. Uh, first, your general pop culture. First off, on this date in the year 54, Nero succeeds Claudius as the Roman emperor. On this date in 1307, French King Philip IV has Grandmaster Jacques de Molay and Knights Templar arrested and charged of uh, idolatry. I-D-O-L-A-T-R-Y and corruption. So forgive me if I'm trying to pronounce that word. On a day in 1884, Greenwich in London established as a universal time meridian of longitude. On a day in 1924, Mecca falls without struggle to Saudi forces led by Abdullah Aziz Ibn Saud. On this day, 1943, Italy declares war on former Axis partner Germany. On this day, 1944, U.S. U.S.'s first army begins Battle of Achaean, first German city captured during World War II. And on this day, 2010, uh, a Copiapo mining accident in Chile comes to a happy end as all 33 miners arrive at the surface after surviving a record 69 days underground today in movies and television history 19 on the state 1973 the movie badlands directed by terence malik and starring uh martin sheen the sissy spacek premieres at the new york film festival 
today in music history. This day in 1966, the Jimi Hendrix Experience debuts with the American guitarist Jimi Hendrix, British bassist Noel Redding, and British drummer Mitch Mitchell in Everu, Normandy, France. And on this date in 2016, American, of course, singer-songwriter Bob Dylan is awarded the Nobel Prize for Literature. Hmm. And today in sports history, ladies and gentlemen, on this date in 1903, the first baseball World Series as the Boston Americans beat the Pittsburgh Pirates 3-0 in Game 8 at Huntington Avenue for a 5-3 series victory. And on this date in 2019, Simone Biles, who, of course, as you know, just competed here just recently at the Olympics in Tokyo, becomes the most decorated gymnast in history when she wins record her record 25th medal at the World Championships in Stuttgart, Germany. On the state in 1976, the first electron micrograph of a Ebola viral particle was obtained by Dr. F.A. Murphy, working at the C- who was working at the CDC. <clears throat> now, of course, uh, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead here and bring you, of course, today's birthdays. Uh, Today would have been the 484th birthday of Jane Grey. She passed away in 1554. Today would have been the 96th birthday, ladies and gentlemen, of of former British Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher, who, of course, as you know, always had dealings, especially back in the 80s with President Ronald Reagan. Uh, and like I said, she would have been 96. Sadly, she passed away back in 2013. And today would have been the 63rd birthday of Jamal Khashoggi. This was, I believe, the, uh, the, I think the, um, the journalist that was killed. Um, I think that kind of sparked a big time international incident not too long ago here. Uh, like I said, he would have been 63 years old today. He passed away in 2018. Also, ladies and gentlemen, today is the 59th birthday of uh, NFL uh, legendary NFL player Jerry Rice. Happy 26th birthday to performer Jimin. I think that's how you pronounce it. I'm not sure, um, but I think there was something. There was some talk about it online here today. But happy 26th birthday to him. And also happy 25th birthday to Joshua Joshua Wong. Um, I'm not sure what he is famous for, but uh, but that that's uh, that's that's all uh, that that's that's what we have here. So that's what we're going to go by right there. On this date in 1987, the first military use of trained dolphins, of course, it was used by the Navy in the Persian Gulf. Some weddings to talk about here on this date in 1941. NFL halfback Red Grange, who was 38 at the time, marries flight attendant Margaret Hazelberg. On this date in 1956, Major League Baseball player Roger Maris, who was 22 at the time, marries high school sweetheart Pat Carvel at St. Anthony Padua Church. And on this date in 1978, James Earl Ray, who was the assassin of Martin Luther King Jr., Mary's Anna Sanhu, excuse me. <clears throat> Sorry about that, excuse me. 
and won divorce to talk about on his date in 1998. Golfing champion Nick Faldo, who was 41 at the time, divorces manager secretary Jill Bennett after 12 years of marriage. Some notable passings here today. Uh, Claudius passed away around the year 54. Isaac Brock passed away in 1812. Milton S. Hershey, who I believe, of course, the word named Hershey, of course, synonymous, of course, with chocolate, passed away on the state in 1945. Legendary t- uh, um, entertainer and, of course, uh, sh- uh, TV show host, of course, Ed Sullivan, who, of course, had the show, had the Ed Sullivan show, which featured, of course, acts like, of course, Elvis and the Beatles, passed away on the state in 1974. Walter Hauser Bertain passed away on the state in 1987. And Bumi Boy Adulaji, sorry if I mispronounced that, passed away on this date in 2016. Uh, Let's see if we have any, any, yes, let's see. I want to say, in 1905, Sir Henry Irving, considered the greatest actor of his time, passed away on this day. His unexpected death shocked and saddened England and fans uh, around the world. Apparently, that apparently this had probably had something to do with his, uh, um, possibly with his marriage or something along those lines. I'm not sure, but. Uh, <sighs> But that's 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 uh, of course what, what that's something that I have listed right here. Let's now, of course, check your uh, your let's check your history from around the times of movies and television. For today, the thirteenth, of course, on the day, nineteen thirty-one, Noel Coward's Cavalcade premieres in London. On the state in 1950, All About Eve, directed by Joseph L. Mankiewicz and starring the late Betty Davis and Ann Baxter, premieres and won the Academy Award for Best Picture in 1951. On the state in 1956, WAGM-TV Channel 8 in Presque Isle, Maine, which started as a CBS affiliate, then it went to an NBC affiliate, and eventually, as of right now, it's an ABC affiliate, but they began their broadcast on the state in 1956. On the state in 1960, the third presidential debate with Nixon in Hollywood and also and also John Kennedy in New York. On the state in 1962, Edward Albee's play Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf opens on Broadway featuring actress Uta Hagen. On the state in 1967, CBS Radio cancels uh, House Party. On the state in 1971, WZT. WTZH TV Channel 24 in Meridian, Mississippi, which is a CBS affiliate, suspends their broadcasting. That's the first time we've ever had to say that. Hmm. And I'll say in 1973, Terry Gar appears on the Bob Newhart show in the, in the episode entitled Emily in for Carol. Uh, today, ladies and gentlemen, is the 50th birthday of Borat himself, Sasha Baron Cohen. And like we said, Ed Sullivan passed away on this date in 1974. One wedding to talk about here on this date in 2012. 
uh, Al Al Alfonso Ribeiro, best known for, of course, back in the 80s with the show Silver Spoons, later on with, of course, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, and, of course, even hosted several game shows and other, other of course, notable uh, projects as well. Who was 41 at the time of this, marries Angela Unkrich, who was 31 at the time, of course, in California. Now let's check your music history and birthdays, of course, right here. Uh, on this date in 1870, Gustav Mahler, uh, who was 10, 10 years old at the time, gives his first public piano concert. On this date in 1903, Victor Herbert and um, and Glenn McDonald's operetta Babes in Toy Toyland premieres at Majestic Theater in New York City. On this date in 1931, the musical Everybody's Welcome with T.J. Dorsey premieres in New York City. On this date in 1949, Touch and Go opens at Broadhurst Theater in New York City for 176 performances. On this date in 1963, the term Beatlemania is coined after the Beatles appear at the London Palladium. On this date in 1966, the Jimi Hendrix Experience debuts with, of course, Jimi Hendrix, British bassist Noel Redding, and British drummer Mitch Mitchell at uh, in Evan in Evan Row, Norman, and which is in uh, Normandy, France. On this date in 1972, Hurry Harry closes at the Ritz Theater in New York City after only two performances. And on this date in 1975, the Ninth Country Music Association Awards as the late John Denver wins at this event. Uh, today, we want to wish a very happy 26th birthday to, of course, Jimin, uh, which I think he might be oriental in nature. I'm not sure which one. I don't really want to jump to conclusions on that. But some passings here in the music world. On this date in 1680, Francois Day, a Baroque composer of French descent, passes away at the age of 56. On this date in 1701, Andreas Anton Schmeiser, a composer of Austrian descent, passes away at the age of 47. On this date in 1777, this Mas Hattis, a composer of Czech uh, descent, passes away at the age of 52. On this date, 1805, Johann Christoph Kunau, a composer of German descent, who did Thomas Cantor in Leipzig, passed away at the age of 70. And now we check out your sports history and birthdays. Uh, here's your sports history and birthdays right here. On this date, 1893, the ship Vigilant from the United States beats the ship Valkyrie 2 from the United Kingdom in, in the ninth America's Cup in New York. On this date, 1903, the first baseball World Series, as I said, the Boston Americans beat the Pittsburgh Pirates 3-0 in Game 8 at Huntington Avenue for a 5-3 series victory. On this date in 1915, the Boston Red Sox beat the Philadelphia Phillies four games to one in the 12th, in 12th World Series. On this date in 1920, the World Series celebration in Wade Park brings out 50,000-plus Clevelanders. On this date in 1921, the Baseball World Series, the New York Giants beat the New York Yankees 1-0 at the Polo Grounds for a 5-3 series win. Final World Series played in best-of-nine format, Yankees' first-ever World Series appearance. On this date in 1933, the soccer team called Stevo 
forms in Geestrin. On the day, 1934, the Ladies PGA Western Open Women's Golf at the Portland Golf and Country Club. Marion McDougall outclassed Miss Guy Regal 9-7 and seven to win golf's only major title. And on his date, uh, 1947, the first NHL All-Star game at the Maple Leaf Garden in Toronto, Ontario, as the All-Stars beat the Toronto Maple Leafs 4-3. to three. Uh, Legendary jockey Pat Day today turns 58, I mean 68 years old. Uh, legendary NFL star Jerry Rice, of course, played around, the, I think, around with guys like uh, Joe Montana and uh, Steve Young for the 49ers. Um, today turns 59 years old. And legendary ice skater Nancy Kerrigan today turns 52. On the say 1941, as we said, NFL halfback Red Grange, who was 38 at the time, marries flight attendant Margaret H- Hazelberg. And on the say 1956, Major League Baseball player Roger Maris, who was 22 at the time, marries high school sweetheart Pat Carvel at St. Anthony Padua Church. And one divorce to talk about in the state, 1998, uh, golfing champion Nick Faldo, who was 41 at the time, divorces manager secretary uh, Gil Bennett after 12 years of marriage. There was one thing I forgot to bring up. I apologize about that, and that was the passing, of course, in the world of sports. My apologies. Let me go back here to this. On the state, 1951, Willie uh, Quaife, who was a cricketer of English descent, who set county records for his age. Seven tests for England and 228 runs. Passes away at the age of 79. On his day, 1966, Father Charles Marriott, a cricketer of English descent, had one test for England and 11 wickets. Passes away at the age of 71. On his day, 19, on his day in 1971, Stafford Smythe, a NHL executive of Canadian descent, who was the president of, Toron- of the Toronto Maple Leafs, from 1961 to 69, and also from 1970 to 71. Sadly, passes away from an acute stomach ulcer at the age of 50. And on the state in 1984, George High Pockets Kelly, a baseball Hall of Fame first baseman who, who played who won the World Series in 1921 and 22, was the National League home run leader in 1921 with the New York Giants, passes away from a stroke at the age of 89. My, my apologies about that, but there you have it there with all everything, of course. Ladies and gentlemen, your pop culture, history, and birthday here results. Here, of course, here for today, October the 13th. <clears throat> now, ladies and gentlemen, let's return to 411mania.com. Of course, we're now at 7.15 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, Ian Hamilton, of course, in 411mania, has, of course, a review of uh, New Japan's G1 Climax 31 Night 15 Block A review from today. If you wish to, of course, come back on. And if you wish to, of course, read through that, read through that process here. 411 Mania does, does, of course, give it a 7.2 rating. If you wish to go back and read what he had to say, you can go to 411mania.com and pull that story up. Our next wrestling story here, Jeremy Thomas posted this story today. As Solo Sikoa is teased to make their NXT debut very soon. 
Another member of the bloodline is hidden to WWE TV, TV with Solo Sikoa poised to make his NXT debut soon. On yet last night's show, a vignette was aired teasing that Sikoa is coming soon to the brand. Sikoa is the younger brother of the Usos and was signed by WWE in August. No word yet on when he'll make his on-screen debut. We will post this video, ladies and gentlemen, of course, about, about his upcoming debut uh, on the NXT US page if anyone wishes to, of course, take a look at it. And, of course, those who actually did uh, see it uh, will uh, can, uh, can, of course, kind of relive it right there. Joseph Lee posted this story here today as the inspiration who was formerly known as the Iconics, will get a title shot at Impact Wrestling's Bound for Glory. As we, as Portland Mania previously reported, the inspiration Cassie Lee and Jessica McKay have signed with Impact Wrestling. However, it's big, it's bigger than that. The company announced that the team will get a shot at knockout tag team champions Decay, who are Rosemary and Havoc, at Bound for Glory on October 23rd. Here is the current updated card. The Impact World title, Christian Cage, will defend against Josh Alexander. The Impact Knockouts title, Deanna Peraza, will defend against Mickey James. The Impact X Division title, Steve Mocklin versus Trey Miguel. And another another uh, super, another uh, challenger to be decided. The Call Your Shot Gauntlet, Rich Swan, Brian Myers, Moose, W. Morrissey, and Eddie Edwards, plus another competitor to be announced. The Impact Digital Media Championship. Apparently, Jordan Grace will take on Crazy Steve, John Schuyler, Falaba, and another superstar to be decided. And the and also, of course, the Impact Knockouts Tag Team titles, as we said, Decay will take on the Inspiration. Uh, and plus, Awesome Gong, Awesome Kong will be inducted into the uh, Impact Hall of Fame. Impact Wrestling did post this on their Twitter account today. They said, breaking news, at Fear Havoc and at We Are Rosemary will defend the Knockouts Tag Team titles against at Cassie Lee and at Jessica McKay at hashtag Bound for Glory on October 23rd at, at Samstown LB in Las Vegas. So, so congratulations, of course, definitely are in order to uh, – to, of course, like I said, to the team formerly known as the Iconics in WWE. They are finally going to get a great opportunity, of course, for the tag, to, for the women's tag team titles. Knockouts tag team titles, I should say. Joseph Lee posted this story here today as, as Ted DiBiase and his family is ordered to repay millions to the state of Mississippi. The Office of Mississippi State Auditor Shad White has announced that the family of Ted DiBiase has been ordered to repay millions to the state. This is a fallout from a huge embezzling case that the family has been caught up in. Here is an official press release. Multiple audits now confirm millions of dollars intended for the poor were spent illegally. This is coming out of Jackson, Mississippi. The story came out yesterday. State Auditor Shad White's office served demands for more than $77 million of misspent temporary assistance for needy families' money uh, today. The individuals who signed off on the illegal spending by former Department <coughs> of Human Services Executive Director John Davis, along with vendors who were paid 
Those funds yet failed to do all the work required under those contracts, received these demands. Two years ago, my office audited the AHS, which was said by White. After two years of work, we found tens of millions of dollars in misspending. Those findings have now been confirmed this month by an independent forensic, forensic audit commissioned by DHS. It's time for the taxpayers to attempt to recover what we lost. DHS's forensic audit, which was conducted by an independent outside CPA firm from Maryland, released its findings by on October the 1st. After our first DHS audit, I told the public that we would have to consult with our federal partners at the Department of Health and Human Services before coming to final conclusions about who owed what money back, said White. Those partners were waiting for this forensic audit. Now that it's complete, we are in a position to demand the illegally spent welfare funds be returned to the state. The auditor's office issued a demand to Davis for $96.313 million, which includes interest for his role in authorizing over $77 million in illegal uh, as, as temporary assistance for needy fam families spending. Two nonprofits, the Mississippi Community Education Center and the Family Resource Center, either misspent or improperly dispersed portions of that $77 million mean that the money was ultimately misspent by a vendor to the nonprofit. As a result, the board and leadership of MCEC, which is Nancy New, Zach New, Jess New, Brian Bledsoe, Susan Floyd, Virgil, Buddy Strickland, and Beth Purifoy, were served with a demand for $68.159 million. FRC's board and leadership, <coughs> which was uh, Chrissy. Christy Webb, Jerry Bailey, Debbie Pickens, Jimmy Pappas, Amanda Angle, and Stephen Blaylock were served with a demand for $15.549 million. Auditors <clears throat> issued additional demands to vendors who received a part of the $77 million in, <clears throat> in welfare spending but did not completely fulfill the terms of their contracts. For example, Austin Smith owes $378,791. Brett DiBiase, of course, the youngest brother, uh, Ted DiBiase's youngest son, I believe, uh, $225,950. Far of Enterprises, along with Brett Favre and Robert uh, Columber, $828,000. Heart of David Ministries, controlled by Ted DiBiase Sr., of course, that's the million-dollar man, $722,299. JTS Enterprises and Transformational Ventures, controlled by Brian Jeff Smith, $674,715. The Marcus Dupree Foundation, controlled by Marcus Dupree, $789,534. Nancy New, $2,589 for payments received from FRC. NCC Ventures, controlled by Nicholas Coughlin, $237,915. Ted DiBiase Jr., which is, of course, was the one that wrestled along with Cody Rhodes in WWE for a while. He owes $3.903 million. The Warren Washington Issaquina Sharkey Community Action Agency, along with agency leaders Jan Vaughn, Janice Williams, Janice Jelks, and Delinda Robinson, $75,261. Zach New, $74,118 for payments received from FRC. Former DHS Deputy Director Jacob Black was also served with a demand for $1,824 for unallowable, for unallowable first-class air travel. These board members, nonprofit executives, and individuals are liable jointly and severely for all the demands. 
This means individuals share responsibility for repaying portions of the total amount with John Davis. If the demand amounts are not repaid within 30 days, the Attorney General's office is responsible responsible for enforcing the demands in court. These demands are civil in nature, not criminal. A civil demand does not imply criminal liability. I'm grateful that DHS Director Bob Anderson has worked with the Attorney General's office to hire an attorney to recover these funds. These demands serve as the next step in the recovery process. If there is more money that the, that the, attorney, the attorney general believes has been misspent than what we identified in these demands, we stand ready to help them investigate if needed, which was said by Shad White. More demands are possible. At this time, the Mississippi Office of the State Auditor will not comment on the current criminal investigation or the proceedings. So apparently, so apparently like I said, ladies and gentlemen, Looks like uh, the DiBiase family, of course, like I said, is in, of course, uh, some trouble, of course, in some trouble with this situation. Jeremy Thomas posted this story last night as WWE teases a new character arriving at NXT's Halloween Havoc. It appears that we are getting a new character arrival or a return at NXT Halloween Havoc. WWE teased the debut of a new character at the October 26th show on last night's edition of NXT with the vignette. Of course, you can see it right here. Down. You can see, of course, in the tweet that they posted. The vignette features a mystery person digging into the ground and talking about how they will bury the past so I can start again. No word yet on who the character may get, may be. Of course, as we said, on NXT posted this on their Twitter account. It says, I will bury the past so I can start again. Something mysterious comes this way at hashtag Halloween Havoc, hashtag WWE NXT. So we'll definitely have to find this out, of course, like we said, at on October 26th, of course, at, at NXT's Halloween Havoc show. Jeremy Thomas posted this story last night as Tony Khan takes shots at this week's edition of Monday Night of this week's WWE Raw and also talks Rampage and SmackDown going head to head. Tony Khan had a bit of had a bit of spice in his thoughts on Raw this week, taking a shot at the show while discussing Rampage and SmackDown going to head to head this week. Khan was a guest on Barstool Sports My Mom's Basement with Robbie Fox and weighed in on the two shows going into competition this week. And here are some highlights right here per Wrestling Inc. On Dynamite airing on Saturday for the next two weeks, Khan says it's such not to be on Wednesday night. This week, particularly, to be honest, we're on this great run recently. We had six straight weeks as the number one show on cable and satellite on Wednesday night. The show is huge thanks to the great fans and great support of Barstool and outlets that give AEW coverage and have allowed AEW to come from nothing. Nowhere two years ago to now in the eyes of many, over a million fans, number one wrestling company in America. I'm being excited for this weekend's shows. <clears throat> uh, Khan says, I'm just really fired up. Even though we're not on Wednesday the next couple of weeks, it allows us to make these, these big weekend events. We do Friday Night Rampage every week on TNT, but this week we're, we get to do Friday Night Rampage and Saturday Night Dynamite. On Rampage airing after SmackDown, Khan says, we're really, we're really allowed the shows to coexist we, I put my show on consciously after SmackDown, knowing that there's a huge audience that watches that show, and many of those people are going to watch Rampage. It's been a, be- a huge hit for TNT. We 
We've had nights where we're when we're number one. We've been in the top 10, top 20 consistently. I want the fans to be able to watch all the wrestling. I'll coin a phrase right now that I'll use from now on. W-Y-W, watch your wrestling. Whatever you want to watch, watch it. A lot of people have chosen to watch AW because it's the best show. I'm going head-to-head with SmackDown this week. Khan says it's the second time they've chosen to put their wrestling head-to-head with mine. Last time they did it, it didn't happen overnight. But really, from the start, AEW consistently did better numbers in NXT, and we won that war. AEW is now the Wednesday night show, and Wednesday night Dynamite has had a great run. We'll see what happens. I'm not saying for sure we'll win. Maybe the odds are against us in some ways, but we're going to give a better show. I know if you don't believe me, watch the go-home show they did last night because it sucked. <clears throat> and we'll post this interview that that my mom's basement did with Tony Khan on our interview corner page. If you want to check that, if you want to check that story out. And one more quick story here before we end it for the night, for outside the ropes for the night. Jeremy Thomas posted this story last night as Major League Wrestling is reportedly planning a babyface turn and a monster heel push. A new report has some details on planned creative directions for Major League Wrestling going forward for some of its big stars. PW Insider reports that Major League Wrestling is planning to turn former world champion Jacob Fatu babyface, which has been a long-term plan since before the pandemic. Fatu lost the world title to Alexander Hammerstone at Major League Wrestling Fightland, which aired, which will air this, which would, which which aired last Thursday on Vice TV. Reports also also says there are plans to push Mads Kruger as the new monster heel, knowing that Kruger has been training with AJ Styles. Finally, Alex Kane is set to be in line for a push. Court Bauer reportedly believes that Kane will be a big star and has made Kane a personal project. So we'll see, of course, for those who keep up with Major League Wrestling, we will definitely, of course, uh, we will definitely, of course, keep you up to date, of course, on all that. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you very much for listening here tonight to Outside the Ropes, episode 275. Uh, we, of course, continue to urge you to check out all of our groups, of course, on Facebook as we continue to post a lot of great content. Of course, everything from uh, your classic wrestling matches, promos, and vignettes in the video vault to some great ladies' matches and from on women of WCW US. Of course, our tribute groups, of course, WCCW US, AWA US. NWA US, NXT US, ROH US, AEW US, XWF US, DX US, NWO US, and so forth. Uh, <clears throat> also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, uh, some of our tribute groups, of course, including our tributes to Don Rickles, Johnny Carson, Whose Lives in Any Way, also, of course, uh, Knight Rider, Home Improvement, and the, Power, and the Power Rangers, A Gaseous Affair. Motor Week Retro Review, Review Cards of the Past. Also, NASCAR US High Octane History. Uh, Sports Roundup Movie Channel. Let me see. Uh, Game Show Alley. Of course, Location of Animation. Of course, also uh, Entertainment Cavalcade and Fan Empire, where you can check out The Soul Man, Justin Lewis Fleming's uh, Wrestling and Pop Culture History and Birthday date Reports every day. And also some other great stuff here, of course, here as well. And, of course, some of our pages, including WCWS Dynasty, where we currently, of course, have our, of course, our poll matches set up here currently. Of course, keep in mind, you can go to Dynasty right now and 
post your votes for the WCWUS King of the Ring uh, poll match and the WCWUS Queen's Court poll match. As we have six people, of course, uh, six six uh, men and six women, of course, uh, posted, of course, in each match. Of course, with the winner with the most votes, of course, will receive a shot at either a men's or a women's uh, WCWUS Trivia ch- Championship of their choosing. So be sure to, of course, check out Check all that out we got going on here in WWUS, including also all of our past episodes of all of our shows here in the radio network, right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com. Outside the Ropes, episode 275 is a broadcast of the WCWS radio network, right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com, where we are, of course, six years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your pop culture connection. Take care of yourselves and each other here, folks. Uh, Please stay safe out there, of course, with this pandemic still lingering about. Of course, take every precaution that you feel that it is that is necessary. Uh, We we wish we wish you, of course, like I said, uh, we wish you to continue to please, of course, stay safe and be healthy and do everything that you possibly can. Of course, as we all fight and continue to get all this and, of course, say a prayer for for each other and, of course, uh, for for each other and of course and your and your family as well but we'll be back here of course here at nine o'clock for episode 1054 of revolution coming up here here in, on on talkshoe.com of course be sure to check it check us out as we will have of course a whole we'll have a bunch of stuff up here to of course talk about here this evening so ladies and gentlemen take care and god bless remember since 2015 your source for everything in the world of pro wrestling pop culture and everything in between this is of course the one and the only the wcws radio network take care and god bless folks we'll talk at you a little bit later on episode 1054 of revolution take care This is the WCWS Radio Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.